When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Crowley, great job with Jody. This is the Fly the W670 podcast. It's episode 17. It is season two. It is called Cubs Spring Training No Hitter. And we're looking ahead now, Crowley, to the week that's coming up. And you, Crowley, are going to be out in Mesa checking out some games. Yeah, I'm super excited when I'm, I mean, I'm going to be out there and I'm going to be there uh, from the 7th to the 12th. I get in early the 7th and then on the 12th, I leave. I won't be able to make the game. That Dustin is the worst. I will be crying because there's nothing worse than being at the airport, knowing everyone's having fun and tailgating and partying. But I will see the Cubs take on Team Canada at Sloan. I will see the Cubs take on the Reds. I will be on the Budweiser rooftop on Friday the 10th. And then I'm getting a group together, hopefully, to go to the game on the 11th at Camelback Ranch against the Dodgers. So, going to be fun. Yep, I'm, um, I'm a little jealous, I have to say. And uh, you're going to see them take on the uh, White Sox on Friday, right? Yep, right right from the, like I said, from the uh, Budweiser patio rooftop. Nice. So we're going to have some. We got a group of about 20 of us going out there. It's going to be fun. I love all my spring training guys. We talked to Peggy Gilmore, Rich uh, Antonoff, or John Antonoff, Rich Beasterfield, Steve Scher. There's a ton of guys out there. We're going to be at the Club 400 tent, pizza, beer, uh, the Salsa King with chips. We, we are so stocked for anyone that wants to stop by. And for everybody that has, you know, subscribes to the Fly the W, I'll make sure you're taken care of, right? Very nice. Um, very nice. Now, the Cubs combined no-hitter was the first in spring training in club history and the 43rd no-hitter during spring training in MLB history. It was the first one since the Angels no-hit the Mariners in 2017. I got to tell you, Dustin, it was so much fun watching that game. And when you think about it, right, I, I mean, I know – there's, it's saying something when you're when you get all 27 outs in the no hitter. I know that's your definition of a no hitter. No right, but this is different. Listen, I I I don't want to be a hypocrite. This is totally different though. That this is spring training. You don't want guys throwing nine innings, right? So this this is cool. This is really I this is really cool. I'm shocked that the number is so high. I'm shocked that it's 43 all time no hitters in spring training. That really surprises me. Yeah, what blew me away about this one, and even some of the other combined no-hitters, I mean, heck, you know, those are all professionals too, you know, but seven pitchers, seven different pitchers, and you couldn't get a hit. You figure one guy's going to have a hiccup. One guy's going to make a mistake. Nothing. So that to me was just absolutely nuts. Yeah, very, very cool. Very cool moment. Now, there were two pitchers who Cub fans were wondering about, Keegan Thompson and Brandon Hughes. We hadn't seen them until this weekend. And so, uh, you know, obviously everyone's going to kind of be like, hey, you know, where are they at? You know, and, and I, I've been 
Uh, again, talking about my friends Rich Beasterfield and John Antonoff, I've seen pictures of them there, and I know they were throwing, but, you know, it's just weird not seeing them in games until this point. Um, but David Ross was asked about that, and he said, we reset some of their programming in the offseason, but nothing we're concerned about. They're good. They're getting their work in a great way uh, um, and building up. So the Cubs are definitely watching the workload. We talked about this last year, Dustin, a little bit on the podcast last season is that for a lot of these guys, and, th- and I am, you know, when you think about Justin Steele and you think about Keegan and Brandon, they threw more innings than they ever had in their lives. And you always worry about that next year, how their arm uh, is going to really respond to that stuff. And so with Keegan Thompson, you know, the question right away, remember, David Ross puts um, t- tells everybody Keegan is not in, in line for the fifth starter spot. He's in line for a bullpen spot along with Adbert Alzali. On Marquee Network, they put up this uh, these stats. And this was Keegan Thompson last season. As a starter, he went 78 innings. As a reliever, 36. So that kind of tracks, right? His ERA as a starter last year was 483. As a reliever, it was 147. So you're talking about like a three-and-a-half-point difference there. Um, opponent's average was 272 as a starter, 156 as a reliever. And the on-base plus slugging, 830 as a starter, 480 as a reliever. Now, when I look at those numbers, that to me doesn't necessarily – look, he wasn't stretched out to be a starter, right? And so, I mean, when you're not stretched out to be a starter, you're not going to be able to go long. And usually, you know, you know, at a certain point, you run out of gas and guys start hitting you. But that is a really good weapon to have out of the bullpen. So – I'm excited about that as far as Keegan is concerned. As far as Brandon, he, again, pitching his first for the first time today, he's, it looks like he's going to be the only left-hander coming out of the pen. Um, in the past, I'd say that you'd be more freaked out about that, but um, with the three, uh, having to face three batter rule, I don't think it's as big deal, especially with the number of guys the Cubs have that do pretty good with even splits. They don't, they're not lefty specialists or righty specialists, so I'm not too worried, but very happy to see those guys get a chance to play. Yeah, absolutely thrilled to see Keegan out there and was curious about Brandon Hughes. So both of those are uh, good good, good things to have seen. And, and a couple of guys, Carly, we got to talk about, their bats are uh, doing great, is uh, David Bodie and Nick Madrigal. Yeah, remember I talked earlier a little bit about um, Chris Bryant and talked a little bit about Cody Bellinger being Rookie of the Years and MVPs and all that stuff. Nick Madrigal obviously was never that. But he was, you know, him and David Bodie were both very good hitters. And both guys had a lot of injury history, right? And so, you know, let's be honest, Dustin. You and I, neither of us had David Bodie or Nick Madrigal breaking Cubs camp on this team. Would that be nope. fair to say? Nope. Nope, 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 nope. Didn't have it yeah. happening. You know, and, and definitely not Bodie. Madrigal maybe, maybe, but definitely not Bodie. So, you know, Bodie it, it was, what, 7 for 12 with four extra base hits and is hitting 615. Nick Magical hitting 400, stealing bases, disruptive as heck, and making plays at third. It's the other thing, Crowley. The the way these two are playing, does this possibly mean that Christopher Morell starts the year in the minors to get more bats? I think I I honestly have thought the whole time that that's where Christopher Morell was going to be because there okay. just wasn't spots for him. And it just, it, it would do him, same thing. I mean, if you take a look at Matt Mervis, uh, you know, it just, there, there's no benefit of sitting those guys. They don't have the experience. So if you're telling me that Morell's not going to get two starts a week, two to three starts a week, what's the point? 
I just he's going to sit there and and press. I'd rather he go to Iowa, get at bats, and sometimes you know Christopher Morel, you know he's a great player. He occasionally makes some errors that maybe would have been ironed out if he would have played some Triple A ball. Um, but he was just doing so good. I think Christopher Morel's a great story, and I think he can continue to develop. Let's see what happens. But uh, you know, I, I think I think Bodie and Magical are going to make this decision. And Talkman's another guy that we, you know in right that that I think out of those three guys, you got to wonder if two out of three of those guys are going to be making the team. Yep, it's something to definitely keep an eye on and also something we'll be keeping an eye on, Crawley, the World Baseball Classic getting underway midweek. Yeah, I mean, I know I know not everyone's excited about it, but uh, it, it's, it's going to be interesting. It's been a while since we've had a World Baseball Classic thanks to the pandemic. And not only that, though, there's going to be a lot of things to kind of be paying attention to. The Cubs have 17 players that will represent their country um so that is going to be exciting uh the 17 players you got a couple of starters that we all know about um the intro say suzuki was going to play he obviously did not so 16 players uh he was going to be playing for japan marcus stroman last time the world baseball classic was around he played for the united states but his mother is puerto rican so he's bicultural and so he is going to play for team Puerto Rico. Nelson Velasquez is a guy that, you know, we were wondering if potentially he could take that spot for Seiya Suzuki. He's going to be playing for team Puerto Rico. Uh, Curtis Taylor, he's a, a relief pitcher, right-hander. He's going to be playing for team Canada. They picked him up. Jared Young, who had a single today, he's an infielder. He's going to be playing for team Canada. Owen Casey, who was in the U Darvish trade, will be playing for team Canada as well. Uh, Liam Spence is an infielder playing for Australia. Fabian Petrus, infielder, he's playing for Colombia. Brendan Noriega is playing for Great Britain. Uh, so that ought to be interesting. <laughs> Mike, um, Michael Natoli is going to be playing for Team Italy. He's a right-handed pitcher. BJ Murray, he's going to be he's an infielder. He's going to be playing for Great Britain. I forget what island. Is it St. Thomas he comes he was born in, which is a territory of Great Britain, so that's kind of cool. Miles Mastrobani, uh, Team Italy. Ruenes Elias is going to be playing Cuba. Uh, ben DeLucio is an outfielder. He's going to be playing for Italy. Denise Correa, the guy I told you guys you should be watching for, he's going to be for Team Colombia. Javier Assad is going to join the team with uh, Mexico, Team Mexico. And Matt Mervis will be playing for Team Israel. So Matt Mervis, will de- I'm, I'm guessing, will definitely get a lot of at-bats. You know what I mean? So that's going to be good for him. No doubt. Absolutely, that'd be great for him. Yeah, lot, plenty of at bats. Yeah, it's, and again, that gives us Cub fans another reason to check it out. Right, and and so I, I would say that th- there's a lot of guys out here that you know. Uh, obviously, we want to see what Strowman does. Nelson Velasquez is a guy that I really want to check out. Uh, Owen Cassie, you know, getting that opportunity to see what he can do against tougher competition, and Matt Mervis. Now, not only are there 16, and because I'm, I'm not including Saya. 16 Cubs players in the uh, baseball classic. There's some former players that are going to be there. Jock Peterson, former Cub, and Robert Stock. He was a former minor league pitcher for the Cubs. They're going to be joining Matt Mervis on Team Israel. And the, the thing about Jock Peterson is even though he wasn't a Cub for a long time, really only about you know four or five months, uh, I think he was one of the first guys traded in that sell-off in 2021 for Bryce Ball. Um, but he really talked up 
the Cubs uh, to Cody Bellinger and a couple other guys. So, um, and also for Dansby Swanson. So it's going to be good to have a positive influence, I think, for Mervis on there. Yu Darvish will be representing Team Japan. And Dustin, we have another birthday boy. We talked earlier about Nick Magical, but Kyle Schwarber will die yes. the star, Stars and Stripes for Team USA, which will be managed by former Cubs infielder Mark DeRosa. So pretty cool. Of, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yep. A lot of Cubs ties in here. And, and you know what's really cool, Dustin, that I think that maybe people who have not watched the World Baseball Classic could get into is that the crowd gets absolutely nuts at this World Baseball Classic. Like, it is very, it is a different viewing experience. Um, I have a lot of fr- you know friends that are interested in Japanese or uh, baseball or, or uh, different Asian Korean League baseball. They're crazy, man. And, and, and when you talk about the Dominican fans and stuff, and the Puerto Rican flan, uh, fans, if you ever see winter ball or stuff like that, the fans are wild. They have singing. They have music sections, like people playing instruments, uh, different cheers for different players. It's it's all really really cool. So, I mean, it was tough. I was thinking about skipping the Cubs-Dodgers game. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm probably skipping it, but there's going to be a World Baseball Classic game in Phoenix on Saturday, Colombia versus Mexico. So, I mean, Assad would be there and, you know, a couple other players for the Cubs. It'd be fun to go there, but I've also never been to the Dodgers Stadium at Camelback, which they share with the White Sox. So, who knows? There yeah, you're gonna wanna, a- yeah, you're going to want to <laughs> check that out. Yeah. There may be a change in plans. I don't know. I, you know, kicking some things around. But uh, hey, man, that's the beauty about being in Arizona is is everything's pretty close by and it's going to be fun. So, should be exciting. Should be exciting, Crowley. Well, that's a wrap. Uh, season two, episode number seventeen is in the books. Cubs spring training no hitter. And don't forget to listen, download, review, and most importantly, subscribe to the Fly the W podcast crawley enjoy uh spring training live and in person and we will talk to each other while you are out there yep absolutely and i'll be and and make sure like dustin said follow the socials fly the w on facebook fly the w670 on instagram and uh twitter i will be live streaming a whole bunch of stuff when i'm out there uh if you've ever seen my live streams from spring training they can get a little wild but I'm going to try to behave myself as much as possible. Like I told everybody in the last podcast, I'll tell you in this podcast, the Club 400 tent, free pizza, free beer, free salsa and chips from the Salsa King of Chicago, JP's Famous Pizza, all for our subscribers. You come up to the tent, you show me you subscribe to the Fly the W podcast. I am going to take care of you. We're going to have swag at the tent. So just get out there. Let's have some fun and go Cubs.